Ah, Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There's parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. We love Christmas. Especially after last year when we couldn't gather, when we couldn't get together, my family has been especially looking forward to this this year. Christmas. The decorations, the gifts, the lights. It seems like we go driving to look at Christmas lights every other day lately. I guess that comes with the territory of having little kids, but it's not a complaint. We're so glad to be getting together this year with family, some of whom that we haven't been able to see in a long time. Christmas is a time of great joy, and I hope that's what you're feeling this year. But for many people, Christmas can be hard. At a time when everyone is planning and preparing to give and receive gifts, for those of us who are in financial hardship, this can be an incredibly stressful time of year. Our love isn't in question, but so much emphasis is placed on this, the expression of our love in gift giving that when this time of year comes around, it's just another source of anxiety. Or at this time of year when everyone is talking about getting together with family and seeing loved ones, what about those of us who are far away from family, who are estranged, or those of us who have lost family? The empty chair at the Christmas dinner table can sometimes be the loudest presence in the room. I lost both my grandmothers in the same year, and this will be our 10th Christmas without them. Their absence is still felt. It doesn't have to be somebody who has passed away either. Christmas is one of the busiest times of the year for air travel, particularly December 23rd, if you were curious. People want to be with their loved ones at this time of year. It's important, and we feel it, and we feel that loss when we can't. Like last year, when we couldn't gather, I had so many people talk to me about how hard it was and how alone they felt. That sense of loneliness, that loss, it's not unique to Christmas, though. Anytime that something awful happens, we feel that way. When we're taken advantage of in business or have our hearts broken in love, when we struggle with raising children or to keep our heads above water at work, you fill in the blank, just scrambling desperately for that sense that it's all worthwhile, that there's something to look forward to, feeling lost and alone. But we're not alone. In Genesis 21, we read a story about a woman who felt alone. Her name was Hagar, and she was sent away from Abraham with her son, and she was lost in the wilderness. And there, in that wilderness, in that place of loss, she discovered El Roy, the Hebrew words meaning the God who sees, the God who saw her in her distress. Almost a thousand years later, we read about a young boy who was living in the hills, stinking of sweat and animals who spoke about how the Lord is my shepherd. Now, shepherds were the virtual bottom of the economic totem pole. They were dirty, isolated, it's dangerous work, constantly vigilant, ever stressful, exposed to the extremes of the weather. And yet shepherding is a deeply present profession. 
It demands attention and care, not only for the protection of the sheep against danger, but care for all of their needs and even the guiding of their movements. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And it is one thing to speak of a God who watches over us, who cares, guides, and protects us, but such a God can still seem distant, even if such a God cares. The prophet Isaiah gave us one more name, which we see quoted in Matthew's Gospel. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, and again echoed in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, we read, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. At Christmas time, we don't just remember the identity of God, or even some specific act that God has made, although God's identity and actions are worth celebrating. At Christmas, we celebrate the presence of God, that we have a high priest who is like us in every way except that he is without sin, as it says in Hebrews 4. That when we suffer, when we hurt, we are not alone. When we feel lost and we don't understand, God is with us. One of the great Christmas movies is It's a Wonderful Life. That movie follows George Bailey as he questions whether he's had any impact at all or if the world would be better off without him. The movie turns when he realizes that life has been good and that he wants to live. He rushes home, praising the very town that he once cursed, grasping joyfully at his wife and his children. And yet, the bank and the sheriff are at his house, waiting to arrest him to foreclose. His joy at being alive sits bitterly as the chaos and consequences loom until the door opens and his friends and neighbors come pouring into the house having heard of his troubles and they're here to help. After everything, after all of his fear, all of his loss, George Bailey was never alone. And so it is with you. That babe in a manger that we celebrate at Christmas grew to be a man. He died, he was resurrected, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. In the great mystery of the ages, he dwells also in you, if you have asked Jesus to come into your life. If you've never asked him to be the Lord of your life, Christmas is a great time. There's going to be a number on the screen where you can text to find out more, we can pray with you. We can get started on this journey together. We would love to do that with you. This Christmas, we celebrate the presence of God. Emmanuel, God with us. Merry Christmas.